going to be in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16. Why don't you meet me there? And let's talk about prayer, and particularly prayer on our knees. Uh, it's very, very interesting uh, how effective prayer can be. Oh, it's very exciting. Let's talk about it, but first we shall pray. Heavenly Father, let your Holy Spirit come and illuminate the Scriptures, and let us be molded more and more into the image of Jesus. We thank you for the transforming power of your Spirit and your Word as we receive it. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And together today we all say Amen. Praise God. Again, we are in James chapter 5 verse 16. Uh, the first part of the verse says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Praise the Lord. Well, of course, this book is written by James. Uh, James was actually, uh, eventually he became the apostle, uh, the pastor over the church in Jerusalem. Now he wasn't one of the original 12. Uh, there was a James who was the brother of John, but this is a different James. This is James who was actually the brother of Jesus. Now when the Lord had his earthly ministry taking place, his, uh, the Lord's immediate family members were not believers in him, except of course for his mother. And she began to see what was taking place pretty quickly. Uh, doesn't mean that she didn't have some doubts at times as to uh, what was going on. They, they all, all of his family members thought the Lord had kind of uh, gone tilt up here. But with the miracles and the signs and the wonders it just and 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 the message it just began to really work on them uh, but even with the lord jesus toward the latter stages of his ministry his own brothers still did not believe that he was the messiah absolutely they didn't but it was later after the resurrection that it appears that Jesus, uh, the various people that he appeared to over 500 people, that one of them was actually his brother, James. And of course that would have been a conversion experience. Uh, and, and then also obviously a call in the ministry. He ends up becoming the pastor at the church in Jerusalem. And he is the author of the book that we're looking at today, uh, the book of James, which is written by him. But he had a reputation in the church. A matter of fact, when you uh, read the book of James and it, uh, it tells you who the author is, it just says James uh, in verse one, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, very brief intro of who he is because everybody in the early church knew who he was. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And he had a reputation. Pastor Stephen, what was the reputation of James? They actually called him camel knees. And this was because he did so much praying for his church members and for the work of the Lord that they said his knees were uh, severely calloused. And obviously he's not, he's not praying on a soft uh, mat or floor. He's kneeling, who knows, perhaps on stone or something like that. But that's what they called him, camel knees. And uh, he was very, very powerful in prayer. And so here in this verse written by James, who was called old camel knees, it says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. 
So I really believe that if you want your prayers to be effective, then there needs to be fervency. Uh, the word there in, in the Greek really denotes heat, hot. Uh, you need to have heat in your prayers. Glory to God. I, I'll be honest. I, I think there's a lot of Christians who never, ever in their t- entire life in Christ, they've never broken a sweat ever in prayer. I'm, I'm talking a literal sweat. They've never uh, really pushed themselves. They've never really revved up the engine. Uh, I, I think there's uh, Christians who do pray, but some of them are stuck in what I would call prayers of fellowship. Good morning, Lord. I love you today. And, uh, you know, they sit on the couch or they sit on the sofa and have wonderful chit chat time with the Lord. Wonderful prayer time. I'm not demeaning that. I don't want to make it sound like I'm uh, belittling that. It's it's wonderful that people pray, but without fervency in your prayer. See, there's a difference between uh, a difference between just relational prayer in in the sense of conversation with God, which is wonderful. And but there's a difference between that type of prayer and a prayer of petition where you really want or even need God to answer a prayer, such as the following example given uh, by James concerning the prophet Elijah. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. So you have to catch the difference. Elijah's prayer was not the kind of prayer where maybe you and your friends meet at the coffee shop and you pray softly over in the corner and you enjoy the time of fellowship and the Lord's presence. That This is not that kind of praying. This is not the kind of praying when you are maybe uh, early in the morning, you get up, you get your coffee and you sit in your favorite chair and you have your conversations with the Lord. Everything's calm and tranquil and peaceful. In some ways you're still waking up, you're getting going. Uh, and it's just, it's very smooth. This though is totally different type of praying, uh, where there's some, there is really exertion going on. And if you've ever been over in this, into this type of praying with fervency, and maybe you, you meet, uh, with others in corporate prayer or even by yourself and you go one hour, one hour in prayer, you'll notice a distinguishing mark. Would you like to know what it is? Maybe you could write it down. You'll, it'll, it'll be there almost every single time. I I can't guarantee it. It's a physical thing. It's not even a spiritual thing. It's a physical thing. But if you really, if you really go after it in prayer, like a bulldog after a certain thing that you're asking God to do, and you're praying hard for an hour, you know what a very neat kind of like little token that you've really, uh, laid it on the line. When you're done, you'll be hungry. Well, Pastor Stephen, why would I be hungry? You just, you literally just burn calories. You did. It's, it, it is very, very effective and it's fervent. And sometimes you literally sweat even with the air conditioner on because you are praying. And, uh, I, I tell you what, it's powerful. I, I, I think there's quite a few believers that they've never done this. They, they like the one mode of prayer, the fellowship, sweet fellowship. But if you want to petition the Lord for something, you need to pray like Elijah and you need to pray the way that James is suggesting, or should we even say commanding that you should pray with fervency. And I believe, I believe I'm teaching on this today because 
some of you love to pray those smooth prayers, but you don't really ever get into the fervency. And I can understand why. Why, Pastor Stephen? Because it's it's laborious. It's uh, it's not like uh, it's not enjoyable, but there's an element of like it's physically uh, demanding, mentally demanding because you're staying focused, and spiritually demanding because you go out into the deep waters and you know you do that for an hour and you're like, whoo, you you have you have you've burned a lot of calories. Praise God. So you know, I I think I want to draw this out a little bit more because James said the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It's very, very, very powerful. Uh, the amplified Bible says it's very powerful in its working. If you pray that way, if you don't pray that way, uh, then you have different types of results. Really when it comes to this type of prayer that James is, uh, you know, not only teaching on, but obviously practiced. He, I mean, his reputation exceeded him. And then he goes into the, uh, you know, the scene of Elijah praying down a miracle. I mean, Elijah prayed so hard, so strong. He locked the heavens up for three and a half years and it couldn't rain. He locked it up and he was the only guy on the whole planet that had the key. Nobody else had, the, no, nobody else could get it. I really also think nobody else could pray as deep as he could pray. So he prayed so hard, so strong, he locked it up. There wasn't a king, president, or prime minister on the planet that could undo what he did. That tells you who actually walks in the highest office of the land. Pastor Stephen, the Supreme Court justices are the highest. Really? Lock the heavens up for three and a half years with no rain and see who people think is the most important. Pastor Stephen, the prime ministers and the presidents of the earth, they are the ones that, that are high. and We're just little peons and nobodies. Really? Pray so strong that you lock the heavens over the city and there's no rain or something like that. And those living there, see, see what they can do to solve the problem. They can't. They're, they're powerless to do anything about it. Well, Pastor Stephen, we'll just divert some water over here. Well, not if they're having the same crisis over there. It's every man for himself. <laughs> the people that are carnal and unsaved can be very, very selfish. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, of course, in Christ, with the authority of Christ, the whole thing is walk in humility. Walk in the love of God. It actually pray for our leaders. Glory to God. But I'm just talking about, uh, in many ways, what is untapped potential the power of prayer and getting over into the area where there's fervency and heat in it. I dare you to break a sweat. I dare you to pray so hard you sweat. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm. And you'll, you'll come out of your prayer time knowing who I pushed it. See, some of you, uh, you love sports. The only time you ever push yourself is in sports. Come on, get us another basket. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive in there, and I'm going to get this layup. And, you know, and even if you get fouled or whatever, you don't care. You're going to do whatever it takes. Some people get very, very worked up about sports, even if uh, from a spectator's point of view. You know, jumping up and down and screaming and great exertion. They leave, they leave the event depleted. They got to go home and rest. They're tired. They, they gave so much energy for their team. But I'm just saying, I, I dare you to break a sweat in prayer, where you pray so hard you actually sweat. Mm, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Let me ask you a question. Is it even really possible? Now, we're not going to get legalistic. 
and we're not going to get dogmatic and we're not going to try to build a doctrine out of this. But it, but is it really even possible to pray with fervency sitting in a lazy boy recliner? Hmm. And I'm not saying you can't pray like that. I, I have my little chair that I sit in where I like to have my early morning prayer time where I'm just kind of getting going. But you have to understand there's just like there's a difference between soccer and baseball and golf and tennis. There's different kinds of prayer. And, and if you don't know how to move from the tennis court to the soccer field, you know, you, you can't, you can't, if you can't make that transition and you can't understand different principles uh, apply between the different things, my friends, there's very, very different kinds of prayer as well. So what I want to do, I want to take you over on a different court. Uh, and I want you to understand if you play it on this court, right, you'll see some, you'll see like, I, I'm just talking raw miracles in your life. You'll see things done that really only, uh, only God could do. Now, somebody may say that's a coincidence, but why is it that if you stop praying, the coincidences also happen to stop? No, it's not coincidence. It's God. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So how, how fervent can you really be when you are praying in a big recliner and you're reclined? Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm just, I'm just here praying softly and gently. That's nice. That's nice. Have you ever prayed with fervency? Well, that, that's, you know, that's not my area, Pastor Stephen. Well, <laughs> if you want to go over into the area of miracles, that's where I want to take you. And answers to prayer. Serious, real, powerful, genuine answers to prayer. Then come over here to the field of fervency. And let me encourage you to do this. There are times you need to get out of the chair. Okay. You need to get out of the chair. Mm, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We need to have that fervency in our prayers. Praise God. Uh, take a look just for a moment at the prayer life of the Apostle Paul, Ephesians chapter 3. This scripture just came to my mind when I was meditating on this. Holy Spirit just bringing some things to my, to my memory from the Word. Uh, this is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. And this, of course, is how Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus. This was uh, him praying for the, the believers there as well as his ministry partners. Here's how he starts out his prayer. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Okay. So he's bowing, he's bowing his knees in prayer to the Father. So he's praying on his knees. By the way, James was known as old camel knees, not as old camel recliner. To catch the difference, not as James who prayed the heavens down while sitting on the couch. No, James had camel's knees. Why? He prayed on his knees. Very, very hard to pray fervently in bed. Hmm. Very, very hard to pray fervently with white hot heat while you're in uh, or sitting on that comfortable couch. Hmm. Praise God. But James prayed on his knees. James mentioned Elijah. When Elijah was praying, he was in a seated position on the ground with his head between his knees. Intense, intense prayer. There was no chair. <laughs> Woo, 
glory to God. The Apostle Paul, another spiritual heavyweight. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you. And then he goes into the prayer, the prayer, the whole prayer prayed on his knees. Very interesting. Well, let's go to the book of Acts. A few more glimpses into the spiritual life of the Apostle Paul. Uh, This would be Acts chapter 20. Praise God. Hallelujah. Acts 20, verse 36. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Oh, my goodness. He knelt down. Well, Pastor Stephen, we don't want to make a scene. After all, if we get on our knees, people might think we're spiritual. Hmm. Well, he did this publicly on his knees. He prayed. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts 21, verse 5. When we had come to the end of those days, we departed and went on our way. And they all accompanied us with wives and children till we were out of the city. And we knelt down on the shore and prayed. Woo! We knelt down and prayed. Mm. All of them following Paul's example. He obviously prayed a lot on his knees. James prayed a lot on his knees. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 22. I dare you to get out of the chair and pray on your knees. Well, Pastor Stephen, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm into comfort. Oh, really? How comfortable can you be and be fervent at the same time? Oh, I love comfort. But how much comfort can you drag into your prayer time? And still maintain fervency. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Just something to think about. I I just feel there's a missing ingredient for some of you. It's called fervency. It's called heat. Heat. It's very hard to generate the heat in, in high levels of comfort. So you need to move into a place where you can lean into prayer and just lose yourself in God in prayer. Praise God. Hallelujah. You get, you get so far over on your knees in prayer, you don't even realize you're on your knees anymore. I realize that maybe after 30 minutes or even 20 minutes, maybe your foot's going numb. Just change your position. Move, just move around a little bit. You don't have to stay rigid for a whole hour. I've, I've prayed like that for extended periods of time. And yes, my circulation uh, gets a little bit awkward because uh, you're, you're on your knees. We'll just, just move around for a moment and switch your weight over to another side a little bit more, and uh, you're good to go for another 20 or 30 minutes. You, this is easy. This is all easy to figure out. Just walk it out as you go. Praise God on your knees. Hallelujah. We're in Luke chapter 22, and let's take a look at the Lord's life. Hallelujah. We're talking about effectiveness in prayer. We're talking about generating heat in prayer. So we see the marvelous results that are promised. Glory to Jesus. And when he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed. Now, some of you, this was a modern translation, and it was describing the, the prayer life of the modern saint. 
it would say, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he took out his portable chair, unfolded it, set it up, and he sat in it and prayed. Glory. Hallelujah. Smile. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo! I'm leading you onto a court of victory. Okay? Get off the chair, kneel down, and pray. We're not talking today. I'm not teaching today about sweet fellowship prayer. You can sit in your chair. Okay, that's good to go. Praise God. But I'm talking about more the type of prayer that's powerful warfare, intercessory, petition prayer. When you can't take no for an answer, when you need God to come through for you, I would suggest that you actually kneel down in prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus did. Jesus knelt before the Father in prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He knelt down and prayed. I wonder why he did that. Pastor Stephen, we could stand up. It's not the physical uh, position. It's the spiritual nature of our heart. Mm. You'd be surprised how much easier it is to connect with that nature of humility on your knees on your knees as compared to standing up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Today, we give you praise. Daniel chapter six. You know, we're really, we're really looking at the ones that specialized in prayer. We're looking at people that just didn't teach it. They practiced it. There are people that teach on prayer, but they don't really do much praying. And that's why the teaching sounds hollow because there's no gravity to it because you can only produce that spiritual gravity, that weightiness, that glory when it's, when it's actually something that you live. That's why you want to always not just give a message. You actually want to be the message. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Daniel chapter six, verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. Oh, it was a Jewish custom to pray on your knees. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor Stephen, three times a day on the knees, well, that, that could produce, that could produce calluses. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Interesting, isn't it? Hmm. Praise the Lord. Now, don't go out and start getting a t-shirt that says, pray on your knees. Did you ever notice that most Christians who wear Christian t-shirts are often the most spiritually shallow Christians you'll ever meet? Don't, 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 uh, I would suggest don't do that. Fight like a man, pray on your knees. You know, they get the t-shirt. The truth is they're not even really praying, but the shirt sounds cool. <laughs> I highly encourage you stay, stay away from that. <laughs> you don't need to do that. When you have the real thing, you don't even, you don't need these placards. You don't, you don't need to do that. James, James, the brother of Jesus who wrote the book of James, uh, he did not need to self-promote or self-advertise. I have a t-shirt. It's called Camel Knees. Would you like to buy it? You, you don't need to do stuff like that. 
Just be the real thing. Hallelujah. A righteous reputation will be built and will follow you. Praise God. So Daniel prayed three times a day on his knees, on his knees. It doesn't mean that you have to be uncomfortable. Put a pad underneath your knees. I do. It helps. Concrete can get pretty hard after a while. You'll notice that even with a pad, it's still not easy. But there's something about praying on your knees. It allows you to get into fervency. And that's what we're trying to do. We want to get into fervency. Hot prayer. Where you really get over into a spirit of prayer. This is, this is phenomenal, phenomenal to knocking out cravings of the flesh nature. You don't have to really worry about the flesh nature. Uh, just pray like this. And the flesh nature just gets crucified. He'll scream, stop, stop, check your emails, stop. Isn't there something on TV we should be watching right now? I mean, it'll just, and it'll just die. Stay on your knees, keep praying fervently. It'll just die. And just keep this as a lifestyle. And you'll just walk, you'll walk in a, in a, a great peace because your flesh is in a constantly crucified state. Or they'll still try to rise up at times, but it doesn't hardly have any any strength because it's just getting it's just getting nailed all the time to the floor because of your position in prayer. You'll find you'll have more more trouble with your flesh than anything else in the world. You'll have more trouble with you. I know I do. I have more trouble with me than the devil. I have more trouble with me than I have with any other temptation out there. Why? It's the flesh. Oh, by the way, we all live in a flesh body. And until we are redeemed fully and we receive glorified bodies, we're going to have to overcome. We're just going to have to keep on overcoming this every single day. I would suggest stay on your knees. Stay on your knees and pray. And it just, it just, it just um, crucifies it so good. Mm-hmm. Mm, woo, hallelujah. And thus your spirit stays dominant. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't let your flesh get the upper hand. It makes a horrible master. Keep it crucified. Let your spirit, which wants to pray, let your spirit go forward and be dominant in your life. Spirit, soul, body. The most misquoted verse in the entire Bible top two. I, maybe, it's, maybe it's number two. I think the love of money is the most mi- misquoted verse. People say that money is the root of all evil. It's not. That's not what James said. He said the love of money, the love of money is the root of all evil. Never said money is the root of all evil. I believe that's probably the most misquoted verse. Number two, right after that, the verse that even sinners, unbelievers, for some reason, somehow know how to quote wrongly would be 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Paul in context was actually saying, may God sanctify you, set you apart, holy, spirit, soul, body. Watch how many Christians quote it backwards. Body, soul, spirit. They always love to say that. Body, soul, spirit. Why do they say it like that? Because that's the way they're living. Their body comes first. Their soul, their emotions, which are carnal, come second. And then third, way down the line, third, spirit somehow gets a little bit of attention. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Stay on your knees. It'll always be spirit, soul, body. Glory to God. One more, one more for you. We see also, of course, that Daniel prayed on his needs, and he was a mighty man of prayer. Uh, Psalm 95. 
I, I could go on with many, many more verses, but for the sake of time and just mainly getting the core thrust of what I want to emphasize today by the Holy Spirit, I just want to give you a few vo- uh, verses, highlight those, and then let you meditate on this and then run with this onto the court of intense, fervent prayer. Glory to God. Psalm 95, verse 6. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Pastor Stephen, I, I just kind of feel awkward kneeling. Oh, that's called pride. That's called human arrogance. On purpose, kneel to crush it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Humble yourself and he will lift you up. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, we just give you praise today. Let us move into that position of humility, which is a position of strength, of kneeling in prayer. We thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, I could go on and on and on. I'm, I'm thinking about Solomon right now. Dedication of the temple. He knelt and prayed in front of the whole nation. Well, Pastor Stephen, a king should stand up. Not before the king of kings, he shouldn't. He knelt and prayed the most beautiful prayer. Wow. Praise God. Kneel in prayer. You'll find you can get in fervency of prayer easier, and your prayers will become tremendously more effective. Praise God. Let's take Holy Communion together today. Mm-mm. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I dare you to break a sweat in prayer, to pray so hard that when you're done, you're exhausted. Why would you do that for sports, but never for God? Did sports really help you that much? Did sports really put you that over? Did sports grant you eternal life? No. But the Lord did. Do it as unto the Lord. Seek the Lord and pour your heart out to Him. What you put into it is exactly what you're going to get out of it. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the flesh and the blood of Jesus. We consecrate it. We thank you this is His flesh and blood, and we receive it now in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for His body. Thank you for His promises. Thank you for answers to prayer, extraordinary, even miraculous answers to prayer, because you're the one who's answering them. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the Lord's body. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus, for cleansing, forgiveness of all sins, and for cleansing from all unrighteousness. We thank you for a close walk with you. We thank you, Father God. Let the spirit of prayer rest on us. May we stay in it and stay in an anointing and stay in that flow perpetually. Let us set aside time, Father, by your spirit that we might meet with you. Times for sweet fellowship, times for intense prayer. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Praise God. Praise God. Let me close with this. Your flesh is never, ever, as long as you live on this planet, your flesh, your body will never, ever, ever want to kneel and be fervent in prayer. It just won't want to do that. So you have to make it do that. 
In other words, don't wait for some kind of like, oh, I, I think I'm going to. No, th- that may never happen. Why? Because the, the flesh just doesn't want to do that. So on purpose, just say, I'm going to go pray now. And I'm going to pray for 30 minutes, just as hard and fast as I can regarding this one petition that I'm bringing before the Lord and just go and just pray. I mean, pray with tremendous heat. And if, if there's the grace and the strength, then, then push yourself to go for an hour. You probably won't need to go to the gym. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can you imagine if Christians went to the prayer room the way that they go to the gym? All of these uh, CrossFit and uh, all these different types of gyms and just people are just engulfed in exercise. Can you imagine if they went with that same resolution uh, to hit the prayer mat? as they are over here on the the aerobic mat or the weight room mat or something like that, go in there with the same focus and intensity. You pray like that, you will literally burn calories. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You're probably going to have an appetite too. It's all good. Heavenly Father, bless your people. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for these great examples, people like James, Elijah, Father, and of course, Jesus, the greatest prayer champion of all. He prayed so much, he sweat great drops of blood. Father, thank you for Jesus. Let us step into this by your grace today. Let that grace touch your people now. Receive in Jesus' name. Yes, receive. Yes, this is for you. Step into it. Yes, you can be like them. Step into it. Yes, I break that lie off you that says, oh, this is for superheroes. No, James made a point saying Elijah was a man just like us. Step into this and become mighty in prayer. Step into it today. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.